0: So today we begin week 45, day 309, and we continue through these Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, the four Gospels again today. Can't even say them right. Um, Some of the stories again are the same, sometimes we go over the same material, but it gives us the different perspectives of each Gospel. So we begin at Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 to 26, verse 5 today. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit in the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, just as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and take you in, or without clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, I assure you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will also say to those on the left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't take me in. I was naked, and you didn't clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you didn't take care of me. Then they too will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or without clothes, or sick, or in prison, and not help you? Then he will answer them, I assure you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me either. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. When Jesus had finished saying all this, he told his disciples, You know that the Passover takes place after two days, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas and they conspired to arrest Jesus in a treacherous way and kill him. Not during the festival they said so there won't be rioting among the people. And then Mark chapter 14 verse 1 to 2. After two days it was the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a treacherous way to arrest and kill him. Not during the festival they said or there may be rioting among the people. And the same in Luke chapter 22, verse 1 to 2. The festival of unleavened bread, which is called Passover, was drawing near. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to put him to death because they were afraid of the people. And then Matthew chapter 26, verse 6 to 13. While Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon, a man who had a serious skin disease, a woman approached him with an alabaster jar of very expensive fragrant oil. She poured it on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw it, they were indignant. Why this waste? they asked. This might have been sold for a great deal and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a noble thing for me. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. By pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she has prepared me for burial. I assure you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told in memory of her. And then Mark chapter 14, verse 3 to 9. While he was in Bethany at the house of Simon, who had a serious skin disease, as he was reclining at the table, a woman came with an alabaster jar of pure and expensive fragrant oil of nard. She broke the jar and poured it on his head. But some were expressing indignation to one another. Why has this fragrant oil been wasted? For this oil might have been sold for more than three hundred denarii and given to the poor. And they began to scold her. Then Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a noble thing for me. You always have the poor with you, and you can do good for them whenever you want, but you do not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body in advance for burial. I assure you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told in memory of her. Then Matthew chapter 26, verse 14 to 16, Then one of the twelve, the man called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? So they weighed out thirty pieces of silver for him, and from that time he started looking for a good opportunity to betray him. And Mark chapter 14, verse 10 to 11. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priests to hand him over to them. And when they heard this, they were glad and promised to give him silver. So he started looking for a good opportunity to betray him. In Luke chapter 22, verse 3 to 6. Then Satan entered Judas called Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. He went away and discussed with the chief priests and temple police how he could hand them over to him. They were glad and agreed to give him silver. So he accepted the offer and started looking for a good opportunity to betray him to them when the crowd was not present. Then read John chapter 12, verse 20 to 50. Now some Greeks were among those who went up to worship at the festival. So they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and requested of him, Sir, we want to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus replied to them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I assure you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains by itself. But if it dies, it produces a large crop. The one who loves his life will lose it, and the one who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. Where I am, there my servant also will be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honour him. Now my soul is troubled. What should I say, Father? Save me from this hour. But that is why I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said it was thunder. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus responded, This voice came not for me but for you. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. As for me, if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. He said this to signify what kind of death he was about to die. Then the crowd replied to him, We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever, so how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Jesus answered, The light will be with you only a little longer. Walk while you have the light so that darkness doesn't overtake you. The one who walks in darkness doesn't know where he's going. While you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become sons of light. Jesus said this then went away and hid from them. Even though he had performed so many signs in their presence, they did not believe in him. But this was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet who said, Lord, who has believed our message and who has the arm of the Lord been revealed to? This is why they were unable to believe, because Isaiah also said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, so that they would not see with their eyes or understand with their hearts and be converted and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke about him. Nevertheless many did believe in him even among the rulers, but because of the Pharisees they did not confess him, so they would not be banned from the synagogue, for they loved praise from men more than praise from God. Then Jesus cried out, The one who believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me, and the one who sees me sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into this world, so that everyone who believes in me would not remain in darkness." If anyone hears my words and doesn't keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and doesn't accept my sayings has this as his judge. The word I have spoken will judge him on the last day. For I have not spoken on my own, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a command as to what I should say and what I should speak. I know that his command is eternal life, so the things that I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. Then we read Matthew chapter 26, verse 17 to 19. On the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to prepare the Passover so you may eat it? Go into the city to a certain man, he said, and tell him the teacher says, My time is near. I am celebrating the Passover at your place with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. In Mark chapter 14, verse 12 to 16. On the first day of unleavened bread, when the sacrifice the Passover lamb, the disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and prepare the Passover so you may eat it? So he sent two of his disciples and told them, Go into the city and a man carrying a water jug will meet you. Follow him. Wherever he enters, tell the owner of the house. The teacher says, Where is the guest room for me to eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make the preparations for us there. So the disciples went out, entered the city, and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. And then we read the same in Luke chapter 22, verse 7 to 13, to finish today. Then the day of unleavened bread came when the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover meal for us so we can eat it. Where do you want us to prepare it? they asked him. Listen, he said to them, When you've entered the city, a man carrying a water jug will meet you. Follow him into the house he enters. Tell the owner of the house the teacher asks you, where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large furnished room upstairs. Make the preparations there. So they went and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. And there we end, day 309. Day 310 And we continue through Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And today we even have a short few verses from 1 Corinthians. But we begin at Matthew chapter 26, verse 20 to 25. When evening came, he was reclining at the table with the twelve. While they were eating, he said, I assure you, one of you will betray me. Deeply distressed, each one began to say to him, surely not I, Lord. He replied, the one who dipped his hand with me in the bowl, he will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, his betrayer, replied, Surely not I, Rabbi. You have said it, he told him. And Mark chapter 14, verse 17 to 21. When evening came, he arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining and eating, Jesus said, I assure you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and to say to him one by one, Surely not I. He said to them, It is one of the twelve, the one who is dipping bread with me in the bowl. For the Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. And John chapter 13 verse 18 to 35. I'm not speaking about all of you. I know those I have chosen, but the scripture must be fulfilled. The one who eats my bread has raised his heel against me. For I am telling you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am he. I assure you, the one who receives whomever I send receives me, and the one who receives me receives him who sent me. When Jesus had said this, he was troubled in his spirit and testified, I assure you, one of you will betray me. The disciples started looking at one another, uncertain which one he was speaking about. One of his disciples, the one Jesus loved, was reclining close beside Jesus. Simon Peter Peter motioned to him to find out who it was he was talking about, so he leaned back against Jesus and asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus replied, He's the one I give the piece of bread to after I have dipped it. When he had dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas, Simon Iscariot's son. After Judas ate the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Therefore Jesus told him, Whatever you're doing, do quickly. None of those reclining at the table knew why he told him this. Since Judas kept the money bag, some thought Jesus was telling him, buy what we need for the festival, or that he should give something to the poor. After receiving the piece of bread, he went out immediately, and it was night. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Children, I am with you a little while longer. You will look for me and just as I told the Jews where I am going, you cannot come. So now I tell you, I give you a new commandment. Love one another. Just as I have loved you, you must also love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 26 to 29. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it gave it to the disciples and said, Take and eat it. This is my body. Then he took a cup and after giving thanks he gave it to them and said, Drink from it all of you, for this is my blood that establishes the covenant. It is shed for many for the forgiveness of sins. But I tell you, from this moment I will not drink of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it in a new way in my Father's kingdom with you. In Mark chapter 14 verse 22 to 25. As they were eating, he took bread, blessed, and broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and so they all drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood that establishes the covenant. It is shed for many. I assure you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it in a new way in the kingdom of God. And Luke chapter 22, verse 14 to 23. When the hour came, he reclined at the table, and the apostles with him. Then he said to them, I have fervently desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, for I tell you, I will not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves, for I tell you, from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread. Gave thanks, broke it, gave it to them and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way he also took the cup after supper and said, This cup is the new covenant established by my blood. It is shed for you. But look, the hand of the one betraying me is at the table with me. For the Son of Man will go away as it has been determined. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. So they began to argue among themselves which of them it could be who was going to do this. And First Corinthians 11, chapter 23 to 26. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And Luke chapter 22 verse 24 to 30. Then a dispute also arose among them about who should be considered the greatest. But he said to them, The king of the Gentiles dominate them, and those who have authority over them are called benefactors. But it must not be like that among you on the contrary whoever is greatest among you must become like the youngest and whoever leads like the one serving for who is greater the one at the table or the one serving isn't it the one at the table but i am among you as one who serves you are the ones who stood by me in my trials i bestow on you a kingdom just as my father bestowed one on me so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom And you will sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Then we read John chapter 13 verse 1 to 17. Before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Now by the time of supper, the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, to betray him. Jesus knew that the Father had given everything into his hands, that he had come from God and that he was going back to God. So he got up from supper, laid aside his robe, took a towel and tied it around himself. Next he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and to dry them with the towel tied around him. He came to Simon Peter who asked him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you don't understand now, but afterwards you will know. You will never wash my feet ever, Peter said. Jesus replied, If I don't wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, then not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. One who has bathed, Jesus told him, doesn't need to wash anything except his feet, but he is completely clean. You are clean, but not all of you, for he knew who would betray him. This is why he said, You are not all clean. When Jesus had washed their feet and put on his robe, he reclined again and said to them, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord. This is well said, for I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should also do, just as I have done for you. I assure you, a slave is not greater than his master, and a messenger is not greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Matthew 26, verse 31-35 to Then Jesus said to them, Tonight all of you will run away because of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been resurrected, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter told him, Even if everyone runs away because of you, I will never run away. I assure you, Jesus said to him, Tonight, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Even if I have to die with you, Peter told him, I will never deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing. And the same in Mark Mark 14, verse 27 to 31. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will run away because it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have been resurrected, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter told him, Even if everyone runs away, I will certainly not. I assure you, Jesus said to him, Today, this very night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he kept insisting, if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And they all said the same thing. And Luke chapter 22, verse 31 to 38. Simon, Simon, look out. Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And you, when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Lord, he told him, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. I tell you, Peter, he said, the rooster will not crow today until you deny three times that you know me. He also sent to them, when I sent you out without money bag, travelling bag or sandals, did you lack anything? Not a thing, they said. Then he said to them, but now whoever has a money bag should take it and also a travelling bag. And whoever doesn't have a sword should sell his robe and buy one. For I tell you, what is written must be fulfilled in me. And he was counted among the outlaws. Yes, what is written about me is coming to its fulfillment. Lord, they said, look, here are two swords. Enough of that, he told them. And John chapter 13, verse 36 to 38 to finish today. Lord, Simon Peter said to him, where are you going? Jesus answered, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Lord, Peter asked, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus replied, will you lay down your life for me? I assure you, a rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. And there we end, day 310. Day 311 and today we read purely through John from John chapter 14 verse 1 through to John chapter 16 verse 33. Your heart must not be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If not, I would have told you. I am going away to prepare a place for you. If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come back and receive you to myself, so that where I am you may be also. You know the way to where I am going. Lord, Thomas said, we don't know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Lord, said Philip, show us the Father and that's enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been among you all this time without your knowing me, Philip? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak to you I do not speak on my own. The Father who believes in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise believe because of the works themselves. I assure you the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and he will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name I will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name I will do it. If you love me you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever. He is the spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. But you do know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. In a little while the world will see me no longer but you will see me. Because I live you will live too. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me, and the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I also will love him and will reveal myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it you are going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My Father will love him and will come to him and make our home with him. The one who doesn't love me will not keep my words. The word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have spoken these things to you while I remain with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, the Father will send him in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have told you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives Your heart must not be troubled or fearful. You have heard me tell you I am going away and I am coming to you. If you loved me you would have rejoiced that I am going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens so that when it does happen you may believe. I will not talk with you much longer because the ruler of the world is coming. He has no power over me. On the contrary, I am going away, so that the world may know that I love the Father, just as the Father commanded me, so I do. Get up, let's leave this place. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vineyard keeper. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit he removes, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit, so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit, because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you, so remain in my love. If you keep my command, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have spoken these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my command, love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this that someone would lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you slaves anymore, because a slave doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you so that you could go out and produce fruit, and that your fruits should remain, so that whatever you ask the father in my name he will give you. This is what I command you, love one another. If the world hates you, understand that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. However, you are not of this world, but I have chosen you out of it. The world hates you. Remember the word I spoke to you, a slave is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But they will do all these things to you on account of my name, because they don't know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have sinned. Now they have no excuse for their sin. The one who hates me also hates my father. If I had not done the works among them that no one else has done, they would not have sinned. Now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But this happened so that the statement written in their law might be fulfilled. They hated me for no reason. When the counselor comes, the one I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the father, he will testify about me. You also will testify because you have been with me from the beginning. I have told you these things to keep you from stumbling. They will ban you from the synagogues. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering service to God. They will do these things because they haven't known the father or me. But I have told you these things so that when their time comes you may remain remember I told them to you. I didn't tell you these things from the beginning because I was with you but now I am going away to him who sent me and not one of you asks me where are you going? Yet because I have spoken these things to you sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless I am telling you the truth. It is for your benefit that I go away because if I don't go away the counsellor will not come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world about sin, righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father and you will no longer see me. And about judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything the Father has is mine. That is why I told you that he takes it from what is mine and will declare it to you. A little while and you will no longer see me. Again a little while and you will see me. Therefore some of his disciples said to one another, What is this he tells us? A little while and you will not see me. Again a little while and you will see me and because I am going to the Father. They said, What is this he is saying? A little while, we don't know what he's talking about. Jesus knew they wanted to question him, so he said to them, Are you asking one another about what I said? A little while and you will not see me. Again, a little while and you will see me. I assure you, you will weep and wail, but the world will rejoice. You will become sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. When a woman is in labor she has pain because her time has come but when she has given birth to a child she no longer remembers the suffering because of the joy that a person has been born into the world so you also have sorrow now but i will see you again your hearts will rejoice and no one will rob you of your joy on that day you will not ask me anything i assure you anything you ask the father in my name he will give you until you now you have asked for nothing in my name Ask and you will receive that your joy may be complete. I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech. A time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name. I am not telling you that I will make requests to the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. Again I am leaving the world and going to the Father. Ah, his disciples said, now you are speaking plainly and not using any figurative language. Now we know that you know everything and don't need anyone to question you. By this we believe that you came from God. Jesus responded to them, do you now believe? Look, an hour is coming and has come when each of you will be scattered to his own home and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. And there we end day 311. Day 312 and we continue through John but we also dive into Matthew, Mark and Luke today. But we begin where we left off yesterday at John chapter 17 verse 1 and we read through to verse 26. Jesus spoke these things, looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that the son may glorify you. For you gave him authority over all flesh so he may have eternal life to all you have given him. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. I have glorified you on the earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, glorify me in your presence with that glory I had with you before the world existed I have revealed your name to the men you gave me from the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that all things you have given to me are from you, because the words that you gave me I have given them. They have received them and have known for certain that I came from you. They have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, because they are yours. All my things are yours and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I was protecting them by your name that you had given me. I guarded them, and not one of them is lost except the Son of Destruction, so that the Scripture may be fulfilled. Now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have my joy completed in them. I have given them your word. The world hated them because they are not of the world as i am not of the world i am not praying that you take them out of the world but that you protect them from the evil one they are not of the world as i am not of the world sanctify them by the truth for your word is truth as you sent me into the world i also sent them into the world i sanctify myself for them so they may also be sanctified by the truth i pray not only for these but also for those who believe in me through their message. May they all be one as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you. May they also be one in us, so the world may believe you have sent me. I have given them the glory you have given me. May they be as one as we are one. I am in them, and you are in me. May they be completely one, so the world may know you have sent me, and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire those you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they will see my glory which you have given me because you loved me before the world's foundation. Righteous Father, the world has not known you. However, I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. I made your name known to them and will make it known. So the love you have loved me with may be in them and I may be in them. Then we read Matthew chapter 26 verse 30 and then verses 36 to 46. After singing psalms, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he told the disciples, Sit here while while I'll go over there and pray. Taking along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is swallowed up in sorrow to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. Going a little farther, he fell face down and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. He asked Peter, So couldn't you stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray so that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. Again a second time he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came again and found them sleeping because they could not keep their eyes open. After leaving them he went away again and prayed a third time saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the time is near. The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let's go. See, my betrayer is near. And Mark chapter 14, verse 26, and then verses 32 to 42. After singing Psalms, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then they came to a place called Gethsemane, and he told his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James and John with him and he began to be deeply distressed and horrified. Then he said to them, My soul is swallowed up in sorrow to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake. Then he went a little farther, fell to the ground and began to pray that if it were possible the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Then he came and found him sleeping. Simon, are you sleeping? he asked Peter. Couldn't you stay awake one hour? Stay awake and pray so that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once again he went away and prayed, saying the same thing. And he came again and found them sleeping, because they could not keep their eyes open. They did not know what to say to him. Then he came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough, the time has come. Look, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let's go. See, my betrayer is near. And Luke chapter 22, verse 39 to 46. He went out and made his way as usual to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he told them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down and began to pray. "'Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. "'Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done.' "'Then an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. "'Being in anguish, he prayed more fervently, "'and his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. "'When he got up from prayer and came to the disciples, "'he found them sleeping, exhausted from their grief. "'Why are you sleeping?' he asked them. "'Get up and pray so that you won't enter into temptation.' And John chapter 18, verse 1. After Jesus had said these things, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley, where there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. And Matthew 26, verse 47 to 56. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, suddenly arrived. A large mob with swords and clubs was with him from the chief priests and elders of the people. His betrayer had given them a sign. The one that I kiss, he's the one. Arrest him. So he went right up to Jesus and said, "'Greetings, Rabbi,' and kissed him. "'Friend,' Jesus asked him, "'why have you come?' Then they came up, took hold of Jesus and arrested him. At that moment one of those with Jesus reached out his hand and drew his sword. He struck the high priest's slave and cut off his ear. Then Jesus told him, "'Put your sword back in place because all who take up a sword will perish by a sword.' Or do you think that I cannot call on my Father and he will provide me at once with more than twelve legions of angels? How then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? At that time Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a criminal to capture me? Every day I used to sit teaching in the temple complex and you didn't arrest me. But all this has happened so that the prophetic scriptures would be fulfilled. And then Mark chapter 14, verse 43 to 49. While he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, suddenly arrived. With him was a mob with swords and clubs from the chief priests, the scribes and the elders. His betrayer had given them a signal. The one I kiss, he said, he's the one. Arrest him and take him away under guard. So when he came, he went right up to him and said, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they took hold of him and arrested him. And one of those who stood by drew his sword, struck the high priest's slave, and cut off his ear. But Jesus said to them, Have you come out with swords and clubs as though I were a criminal to capture me? Every day I was among you teaching in the temple complex, and you didn't arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. And Luke chapter 22, verse 47 to 53. While he was still speaking, suddenly a mob was there, and one of the twelve named Judas was leading them. He came near Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When those around him saw what was going to happen, they asked, Lord, should we strike with this sword? Then one of them struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. But Jesus responded, No more of this, and touching his ear he healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, temple police, and the elders who had come for him, Have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a criminal? Every day while I was with you in the temple complex you never laid a hand on me, but this is your hour in the dominion of darkness. And John chapter 18 verse 2 to 11. Judas who betrayed him also knew the place because Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas took a company of soldiers and some temple police from the chief priests and the Pharisees and came with the lanterns, torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing everything that was about to happen, him went out and said to them, Who is it you're looking for? Jesus the Nazarene, they answered. I am he, Jesus told them. Judas, who betrayed him, was also standing with them. When he told them, I am he, they stepped back and fell to the ground. Then he asked them again, Who is it you're looking for? Jesus the Nazarene, they said. I told you I am he, Jesus replied. So if you're looking for me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the words he had said, I have not lost one of those you have given me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it, struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. The slave's name was Malchus. At that Jesus said to Peter, "Sheathe your sword. Am I not to drink the cup the Father has given me? In Matthew 26, verse 56, Then all the disciples deserted him and ran away. And in Mark 14, verse 15 to 52, then they all deserted him and ran away now a certain young man having a linen cloth wrapped around his naked body was following him they caught hold of him but he left the linen cloth behind and ran away naked and there we end day 312 day 313 and again we cover all four gospels today and we there's a lot of interchange side a lot of short passages as we go through all four and we start at john chapter 18 Verse 12 to 23. Then the company of soldiers, the commander, and the Jewish temple police arrested Jesus and tied him up. First they led him to Annas, for he was the father in law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jews that it was advantageous that one man should die for the people. The high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. I have spoken openly to the world, Jesus answered him. I have always taught in the synagogue and in the temple complex where all the Jews congregate and I haven't spoken anything in secret. Why do you question me? Question those you who heard what I told them. Look, they know what I said. When he had said these things, one of the temple police standing by slapped Jesus, saying, Is this the way you answer the high priest? If I have spoken wrongly, Jesus answered him, Give evidence about the wrong, but if rightly, why do you hit me? In Matthew chapter 26 verse 57 to 66. Those who had arrested Jesus led him away to Caiaphas the high priest where the scribes and the elders had convened. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false testimony against Jesus so they could put him to death. But they could not find any even though many false witnesses came forward. Finally two who came forward said, This man said, I can demolish God's sanctuary and rebuild it in three days. The high priest then stood up and said to him, Don't you have an answer to what these men are testifying against you? But Jesus kept silent. Then the high priest said to him, By the living God I place you under oath. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said it, Jesus told him, but I tell you, in the future you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has blasphemed. Why do we still need witnesses? Look, now you've heard this blasphemy. What is your decision? They answered, He deserves death. And Mark chapter 14, verse 53 to 64. They led Jesus away to the high priest, and all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes convened. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for testimony against Jesus, to put him to death, but they could find none. For many were giving false testimony against him, but the testimonies did not agree. Some stood up and were giving false testimony against him, stating, We heard him say, I will demolish the sanctuary made by human hands, and in three days I will build another not made by hands. Yet their testimony did not agree even on this. Then the high priest stood up before them all and questioned Jesus, Don't you have an answer to what these men are testifying against you? But he kept silent and did not answer anything. Again the high priest questioned him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus, and all of you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, Why do we still need witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What is your decision? And they all condemned him to be deserving of death. Then Luke chapter 22 verse 54 they seized him and led him away and brought him into the high priest's house. Meanwhile, Peter was following at a distance. And John chapter 18, verse 24. Then Anna sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. And Matthew 26, 67 to 68. Then they spit in his face and beat him. Others slapped him and said, prophesy to us, Messiah, who hit you? And Mark 14:65. Then some began to spit on him, to blindfold him, and to beat him, saying, Prophesy! Even the temple police took him and slapped him. And Luke chapter 6, 22, verse 63 to 65. The men who were holding Jesus started mocking and beating him. After blindfolding him, they kept asking, Prophesy, who hit you? And they were saying many other blasphemous things against him. And Matthew chapter 26, verse 58, and then 69 to 75. Meanwhile, Peter was following him at a distance, right to the high priest's courtyard. He went in and was sitting with the temple police to see the outcome. Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant approached him and said, You were with Jesus the Galilean too. But he denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about. When he had gone out to the gateway, another woman saw him and told those who were there, This man was with Jesus the Nazarene. And again he denied it with an oath, I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there approached and said to Peter, You certainly are one of them, since even your accent gives you away. Then he started to curse and to swear with an oath, I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. And the in marked. Chapter 14, verse 54, and then verses 66 to 72. Peter followed him at a distance right into the high priest's courtyard. He was sitting with the temple police warming himself by the fire. While Peter was in the courtyard below, one of the high priest's servants came. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with that Nazarene Jesus. But he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about. Then he went to the entryway and a rooster crowed. When the servant saw him again she began to tell those standing nearby this man is one of them but again he denied it. After a little while those standing there said to Peter again you certainly are one of them since you're also a Galilean. Then he started to curse and to swear with an oath I don't know this man I don't know what you're talking about. Immediately a rooster crowed a second time and Peter remembered what Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice you will deny me three times. When he thought about it, he began to weep. Then Luke chapter 22, verse 55 to 62. They lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, and Peter sat among them. When a servant saw him sitting in the firelight and looked closely at him, she said, This man was with him too, but he denied it. Woman, I don't know him. After a little while, someone else saw him and said, You're one of them too. Man, I am not, Peter said. About an hour later another kept insisting, This man was certainly with him since he's a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I don't know what you are talking about. Immediately while he was still speaking a rooster crowed. Then the Lord turned and looked at Peter. So Peter remembered the word of the Lord how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. And John chapter 18, verse 15 to 18, and then verses 25 to 27. Meanwhile, Simon, Peter was following Jesus, as was another disciple. That disciple was an acquaintance of the high priest, so he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. But Peter remained standing outside by the door. So the other disciple, the one known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the girl who was the doorkeeper and brought Peter in. Then the slave girl who was the doorkeeper said to Peter, you aren't one of this man's disciples too, are you? I am not, he said. Now the slaves and the temple police had made a charcoal fire because it was cold. They were standing there warming themselves and Peter was standing with them warming himself. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. They said to him, you aren't one of his disciples too, are you? He decided he denied it and said, I am not. One of the high priest's slaves, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, said, Didn't I see you with him in the garden? Peter then denied it again. Immediately a rooster crowed. And we read Mark chapter 15 verse 1. As soon as it was morning, the chief priests had a meeting with the elders, scribes and the whole Sanhedrin. After tying Jesus up, they led him away and handed him over to Pilate. Luke chapter 22 verse 66 to 71. When daylight came, the elders of the people, both the chief priests and the scribes, convened and brought him before their Sanhedrin. They said, If you are the Messiah, tell us. But he said to them, If I do tell you, you will not believe, and if I ask you, you will not answer. But from now on the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the power of God. They all asked, Are you then the Son of God? And he said to them, You say that I am. Why do we need any more testimony, they said, since we've heard it ourselves from his mouth? Then Matthew chapter 27, verse 1 to 10. When daybreak came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. After tying him up, they led him away and handed him over to Pilate the governor. And Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was full of remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders. I have sinned by betraying innocent blood, he said. What's that to us, they said. See to it yourself. So he threw the silver into the sanctuary and departed. Then he went and hanged himself. The chief priests took the silver and said, It's not lawful to put it into the temple treasury since it's blood money. So they conferred together and bought bought the potter's field with it as a burial place for foreigners. Therefore that field has been called blood field to this day. Then what was spoken through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. They took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him whose price was set by the sons of Israel, and they gave them for the potter's field as the Lord directed me. And then to finish today we read Acts chapter 1 verse 18 to 19. Now this man acquired a field with his unrighteous wages and falling head first, he burst open in the middle and all his inside spilled out. This became known to all the residents of Jerusalem so that in their own language that field is called Hakaladama, that is, field of blood. And there we are on day 313. Day 314 and we continue through the Gospels and today again we read the four beginning at Matthew chapter 27 verse 11 to 14. Now Jesus stood before the governor Are you the king of the Jews? the governor asked him. Jesus answered, You have said it. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he didn't answer. Then Pilate said to him, Don't you hear how much they are testifying against you? But he didn't answer him on even one charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. In Mark chapter 15, verse 2 to 5. So Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, You have said it. And the chief priest began to accuse him of many things. Then Pilate questioned him again, Are you not answering anything? Look how many things they are accusing you of. But Jesus still did not answer anything, so Pilate was amazed. And then Luke chapter 23 verse 1-5. to Then their whole assembly rose up and brought him before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man subverting our nation, opposing payment of taxes to Caesar, and saying that he himself is a Messiah, a king. So Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, You have said it. Pilate then told the chief priests and the crowds, I find no grounds for charging this man. But they kept insisting, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea from Galilee, where he started even to hear. And John chapter 18, verse 28 to 38. Then they took Jesus from Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters. It was early morning. They did not enter the headquarters themselves, otherwise they would be defiled and unable to eat the Passover. Then Pilate came out to them and said, What charge do you bring against this man? They answered him, If this man weren't a criminal, we wouldn't have handed him over to you. So Pilate told them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. It's not legal for us to put anyone to death, the Jews declared. They said this so that Jesus' words might be fulfilled, signifying what sort of death he was going to die. Then Pilate went back into the headquarters, summoned Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Are you asking this on your own, or have others told you about me? I'm not a Jew, am I? Pilate replied. Your own nation and the chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? My kingdom is not of this world, said Jesus. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews. As it is, my kingdom does not have its origin here. You're a king then, Pilate asked. You say that I'm a king, Jesus replied. I was born for this and I have come into the world for this, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. What is truth, said Pilate? Then we read Luke chapter 23, verse 6 to 12. When Pilate heard this, he asked if the man was a Galilean. Finding that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem during those days. Herod was very glad to see Jesus. For a long time he had wanted to see him because he had heard about him and was hoping to see some miracle performed by him. So he kept asking him questions, but Jesus did not answer him. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. Then Herod, with his soldiers, treated him with contempt, mocked him, dressed him in a brilliant robe, and sent him back to Pilate. That very day Herod and Pilate became friends. Previously they had been hostile toward each other. And Matthew chapter 27, verse 15 to 26. At the festival, the governor's custom was to release to the crowd a prisoner they wanted, At that time they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas, so when they had gathered together Pilate said to them, Who is it you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus who is called Messiah? For he knew they had handed him over because of envy. While he was sitting on the judge's bench his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for today I have suffered terribly in a dream because of him. The chief priests and the elders, however, persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to execute Jesus. The governor asked them, "'Which of the two do you want me to release for you?' "'Barabbas,' they answered. Pilate asked them, "'What should I do then with Jesus, who is called Messiah?' They all answered, "'Crucify him!' Then he said, "'Why, what has he done wrong?' But they kept shouting, "'Crucify him!' all the more. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that a riot was starting instead, He took some water, washed his hands in front of the crowd and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. All the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, but after having Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. And the same in Mark chapter 15, verse 6 to 15. At the festival it was Pilate's custom to release for the people a prisoner they requested, There was one named Barabbas who was in prison with rebels who had committed murder during the rebellion. The crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do for them as was his custom. So Pilate answered them, Do you want me to release the king of the Jews for you? For he knew it was because of envy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd so that he would release Barabbas to them instead. Pilate asked them again, And what do you want me to do with the one you call the king of the Jews? Again they shouted, Crucify him. Then Pilate said to them, Why? What has he done wrong? But they shouted, Crucify him all the more. Then, willing to gratify the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them, and after having Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. The same again in Luke chapter 23, verse 13 to 25. Pilate called together the chief priests, the leaders, and all the people, and said to them, You have brought me this man as one who subverts the people, but in fact after examining him in your presence I have found no grounds to charge this man with those things you accuse him of. Neither has Herod because he sent him back to us. Clearly he has done nothing to deserve death. Therefore I will have him whipped and then release him, for according to the festival he had to release someone to them. Then they all cried out together, Take this man away, release Barabbas to us. He had been thrown into prison for a rebellion that had taken place in the city and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What has this man done wrong? I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore I will have him whipped and then release him. But they kept up the pressure, demanding with loud voices that he be crucified, and their voices won out. So Pilate decided to grant their demand and release the one they were asking for, who had been thrown into prison for rebellion and murder. But he handed Jesus over to their will. John chapter 18, verse 38 to verse 1 of chapter 19. After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no grounds for charging him. You have a custom that I release one prisoner to you at the Passover. So do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? They shouted back, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a revolutionary. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. In Matthew chapter 27, verse 27 to 31. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into headquarters and gathered the whole company around him. They stripped him and dressed him in a scarlet robe. They twisted together a crown of thorns, put it on his head and placed a reed in his right hand. And they knelt down before him and mocked him. Heal, king of the Jews. Then they spit at him, took the reed, and kept hitting him on the head. When they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe, put his clothes on him, and led him away to crucify him. And Mark chapter 15, verse 16 to 19. Then the soldiers led him away into the courtyard, that is the headquarters, and called the whole company together. They dressed him in a purple robe, "'twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on him. "'And they began to salute him, "'Heal, King of the Jews!' "'They kept hitting him on the head with a reed "'and spitting on him, getting down on their knees. "'They were paying him homage.'" And then Mark John chapter 19, verse 2 to 16 to finish today. "'The soldiers also twisted together a crown of thorns, "'put it on his head and threw a purple robe around him. "'And they repeatedly came up to him and said, "'Heal, King of the Jews!' and were slapping his face. Pilate went outside again and said to them, Look, I'm bringing him outside to you to let you know I find no grounds for charging him. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Here is the man. When the chief priests and the temple police saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! Pilate responded, Take him and crucify him yourselves, for I find no grounds for charging him. We have a law, the Jews replied to him, and according to that law he must die because he made himself the son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was more afraid than ever. He went back into the headquarters and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus did not give him an answer. So Pilate said to him, You're not talking to me. Don't you know that I have the authority to release you and the authority to crucify you? You would have no authority over me at all, Jesus answered him. If it hadn't been given you from above, this is why the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. From that moment, Pilate made every effort to release him, but the Jews shouted, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Anyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside. He sat down on the judge's bench in a place called the Stone Pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. It was the preparation day for the Passover and it was about six in the morning. Then he told the Jews, here is your king. But they shouted, take him away, take him away, crucify him. Pilate said to them, should I crucify your king? We have no king but Caesar, the chief priests answered. So then because of them, he handed him over to be crucified. Therefore they took Jesus away. And there we end, day 314. Day 315, the last day of week 45, and we continue through the four gospels and the account of Jesus' death and beginning at Matthew chapter 27, verse 32 to 34. As they were going out, they found a Syrian man named Simon. They forced this man to carry his cross. When they came to a place called Golgotha, which means skull place, they gave him wine mixed with gall to drink, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it. In Mark chapter 15, 20-23 When they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple robe, put his clothes on him, and led him out to crucify him. They forced a man coming in from the country who was passing by to carry Jesus' cross. He was Simon, a Cyrenian, the father of Alexander and Rufus. And they brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means skull place. They tried to give him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And Luke chapter 23, verse 26-32 to As they led him away, they seized Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming in from the country, and laid the cross on him to carry behind Jesus. A great multitude of the people followed him, including women who were mourning and lamenting him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. Look, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, fall on us, and to the hills cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? To others, criminals were also led away to be executed with him. John chapter 19, verse 17. Carrying his own cross, he went out to what is called Skull Place, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. Matthew chapter 27, verse 35 to 44. After crucifying him, they divided his clothes by casting lots. Then they sat down and were guarding him there. Above his head, they put up the charge against him in writing, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two criminals were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. Those who passed by were yelling insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, The one who would demolish the sanctuary and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him and said he saved others but he cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He has put his trust in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him for he said I am God's son. In the same way even the criminals who were crucified with him kept taunting him. And the same in Mark chapter 15 verse 24 to 32. Then they crucified him and divided his clothes, casting lots for them to decide what each would get. Now it was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge written against him was the king of the Jews. They crucified two criminals with him, one on his right and one on his left. So the scripture was fulfilled that says, and he was counted amongst outlaws. Those who passed by were yelling insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, ha, The one who would demolish the sanctuary and build it in three days. Save yourself by coming down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests with the scribes were mocking him to one another and saying, He saved others, he cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross so that we may see and believe. Even those who were crucified with him were taunting him. The same in Luke chapter 23, verse 33 to 43. When they arrived at the place called the Skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, because they do not know what they are doing. And they divided his clothes and cast lots. The people stood watching, and even the leaders kept scoffing. He saved others, let him save himself, if this is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also mocked him. They came offering him sour wine and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. An inscription was above him, This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals hanging there began to yell insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other answered, rebuking him, Don't you even fear God, since you are undergoing the same punishment. We are punished justly because we are getting back what we deserve for the things we did. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. And John chapter 19, verse 18 to 27. There they crucified him and two others with him, one on either side with Jesus in the middle. Pilate also had a sign lettered and put on the cross. The inscription was, Jesus the Nazarene, King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city and it was written in Hebrew, Latin and Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Don't write the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate replied, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts apart for each soldier. They also took the tunic, which was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let's not tear it, but toss for it to see who gets it. They did this to fulfill the scripture that says, They divided my clothes among themselves, and they cast lots for my clothing. And this is what the soldiers did. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple he loved standing there, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his home. Matthew chapter 27 verse 45 to 49. From noon until three in the afternoon darkness came over the whole land. At about three in the afternoon Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemach sabathani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Then some of those standing there heard this. They said, he's calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, fixed it on a reed and offered him a drink. But the rest said, let's see if Elijah comes to save him. The same in Mark chapter 15, verse 33 to 36. When it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lemmach Sabathani, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, Look, he's calling for Elijah. Someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, fixed it on a reed, offered him a drink and said, Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down. And in Luke chapter 23, verse 44 to 45. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three, because the sun's light failed. The curtain of the sanctuary was split down the middle. And John chapter 19, verse 28 to 29. After this, when Jesus knew that everything was now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, he said, I'm thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was sitting there, so they fixed a sponge full of sour wine and hyssop and held it up to his mouth. In Matthew 27 verse 50, Jesus shouted again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Mark 15 verse 37, But Jesus let out a loud cry and breathed his last. And Luke 23 verse 46, And Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I entrust my spirit. Saying this, he breathed his last. And John chapter 19, verse 30 to 37. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. Then bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Since it was the preparation day, the Jews did not want the bodies to remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a special day. They requested that Pilate have the men's legs broken and that their bodies be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first man and of the other one who had been crucified with him. When they came to Jesus they did not break his legs since they saw that he was already dead. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and at once blood and water came out. He who saw this has testified so that you also may believe. His testimony is true and he knows he is telling the truth. For those things happened so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. Also another scripture says they will look at the one they pierced. In Matthew 27:51 to 56 Suddenly the curtain of the sanctuary was split in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened and many bodies of the saints who had gone to their rest were raised. And they came out of the tombs after his resurrection entered the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they were terrified and said, This man really was God's son. Many women who had followed Jesus from Galilee and ministered to him were there, looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. In Mark chapter 15, verse 38 to 41, Then the curtain of the sanctuary was split in two from top to bottom. When the centurion who was standing opposite him saw the way he breathed his last, he said, This man really was God's son. There were also women looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the younger, and of Joseph and Salome. Then he was in Galilee. They would follow him and help him. Many other women had come up with him to Jerusalem, And then Luke chapter 23, verse 47 to 49 to finish today. When the centurion saw what happened, he began to glorify God, saying, This man really was righteous. All the crowds that had gathered for this spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, went home striking their chests. But all who knew him, including the woman who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. And there we end day 315 and week 45.